0: Tatiana mm. Z here with six-time Grammy Award winning Vance Powell, co-owner of Sputnik Sound Studios here mm. in Nashville, Tennessee.
1: Beautiful Berry Hill, Tennessee.
0: It, it really is. Lovely yeah. today. Sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: So I was just wondering, because we were talking about the Grammys,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what do you do with six?
1: Well, um, okay, so one's right there, okay. one's over there, two of them are at my house on yeah. my mantle and two of them are at my mother and father's house. No, I gave my first one, the first one I got I gave to my mom, and um, it was awesome because she put it incredibly conspicuously <laughs> in the entryway. So when you open the door of the house, it was right there. All the other kids' stuff, the kids and the kids' kids, are like on the mantle and around, but this Grammy was right on the entry foyer. And I kind of had to be like, can you just move that somewhere else? <laughs> so she finally did.
0: It's almost like mom won a Grammy for me and mom. Yeah,
1: home. literally. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, literally. That's
0: a nice, that's so a then, nice. So then, and then
1: this again. year, um, I, I think I got one for Chris Stapleton. I was going to ask you about year. that. This year, second one for Chris Stapleton. And I took that one, I gave that one to my mom. Oh, double,
0: yeah. double Grammy mom. My mom
1: has two, yeah. My yeah. mom is a, yeah. I'll tell you a really funny story is uh my next door neighbor this is a long story, but not really that long, but um I'll tell you it from my perspective. Okay. I came home one day and I was just sitting on my couch and I looked up on the mantle. This is when I only had one at my house, and um there was a picture of someone's grandmother that I didn't know on our mantle. And I said my daughter I said who's that who's on the mantle who's the picture and she goes oh our neighbors uh borrowed your Grammy and so they brought theirs over in replacement (laughs) I was like oh (laughs) okay so they had a show and tell Grammy and so they left their Grammy Grammy. for my Grammy
0: that's very cute it was very cute I like that it made me laugh I laughed a lot yeah
1: and, and it was funny because it was like a whole week that, oh, Grammy, that Grammy was up on the wall yeah. there and they had my Grammy. So. Would you
0: like to see my Grammy?
1: Yeah, um, it's right there. She's right there. <laughs> <up. laughs> there she so, is. Yeah.
0: You've, so you've worked with the aforementioned Chris Stapleton. I you ha- on Traveler, that album. All three records. All three records. Yep. That's an amazing feat. Those are Rume, some incredible Rume, from a albums. From Romet, one and two, yep the likes of Jack White, mm-hmm. uh, I see Beyonce's Lemonade yep. certificate there on the yep. wall. Tell That's me about that. That's ent- I recorded
1: a song with Jack that five years later he pitched to Beyonce. Mm. So I, right. I never was really around the room, but uh, we recorded a track for a movie soundtrack that uh, Jack pulled out of, and that ended up being um, a song on the record. It was originally called Dusty, and now it's called uh, Don't Hurt Yourself. But like it was originally called Dusty, like dust.
0: Like dust. Okay. Yeah. Not like Dusty in Memphis. Not like Dusty in okay. Memphis.
1: No, had nothing to do with dust <laughs> whatsoever.
0: But that would be a, that might be a good direction for Beyonce's yeah, next.
1: Yeah. Y- yeah. You're welcome. Be- Beyonce Beyonce, more Dusty. Although, <laughs> to be honest with you, that record's it's good. But, you know, it wasn't really ever recorded in Memphis. I mean, it was rec- kind of recorded in Memphis. It kind of
0: not. Kind of not.
1: It's kind of not. But. Whatever. It's the flavor. Live in Memphis, yeah. dusty and live in Memphis. Mm, not so much, but okay. Maybe we'll get you live in Memphis. Yeah, I've been to Memphis. I've been to Memphis, yeah. and, you, I l- and you then visit? I left. Uh, no, I I have <laughs> friends there. I, I mean, Memphis is great, it's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, we are happy that you're here in Nashville because we get to come visit you at the studio. Tell me mm-hmm. about what brought Sputnik here to Nashville. How well, did that come it's, about? Well,
1: it's kind of a long story. I mean, I I, I was living and working here um, I was a live mm-hmm. sound engineer that had done a lot of studio work. And then, you know, uh, I, I worked for a bunch of artists in live sound and then got in the studio, then ended up like working for John McBride for a few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mitch and I met, I was working for a band called Jars of Clay. Clay. Yes. Got my first Grammy with them. And he was friends with them. We ended up kind of like being a part of a studio together a little bit to do a record, a Jars of Clay record. And then um, he moved down the street down here to the old House of Blues. I was at Blackbird. I built uh, Blackbird Studio there and was part of that. And um, basically, it got to a point where I had work coming in that I couldn't do at Blackbird. And I needed a place, and Mitch had a place, and I just moved in. And that was 12 years ago, and it's been great ever since. And mm-hmm. this is not,
0: you know, this is, there's great sound in here. This is a fantastic giant board that you've yeah, got going a, on here. Yeah, you know,
1: it's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, no big deal. I'm not a, you know, this, this, the size of this has nothing to do with anything. I'm not.
0: It's quality, it's not just, quantity. It's, yeah, you
1: know, exactly. I'm not, you know, you know what I'm not doing.
0: But I love the touches that have gone into the studio. Did you, are you responsible for all the, the board tape that's up on the ceilings? We're yeah, going to take, yeah, take a look, we're going to take a look around so you can see it. Everything,
1: everything behind the wall, is me so all the board tape these are all songs that I've mixed finished or have been recorded and done here or or records that have done here I mean there's there's a lot of stuff up there on the ceiling and then like here just even in my room there's stuff here on the walls this is all stuff that's in the works so things that are in the works are in here things that are done are in the ceiling and uh, this little room right up my here we started in the corner and then it's gone all the way up and then all the way down the wall. And we're getting ready to go down the other wall. And then I don't know what the heck we're going to do after that. Maybe start in here.
0: Maybe start in here. Ceilings, ceiling space is ours. Ceiling
1: space is a little hard here. It's nine feet. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard to get up there. But 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 we could do down here. Yeah. It'd be fun. It
0: feels like a living room when you walk in. For those of you who don't know Sputnik Town, it's a house here in Nashville.
1: The it is, is in, inside.
0: Yep. And it feels like you walk into a 19, living room. It was built in 1942 it's a beautiful space mm-hmm. uh and you walk around each room has something different going on in it there's a green room there's the sort of kitchen living mm-hmm. room stage area where we were just mm-hmm. in a few minutes ago
1: that's our that's our lounge usually. yeah
0: yeah love that what so whose idea was that also your idea sort of put well that no about? i mean
1: i mean mitch mitch and i the mitch and i you know sat down when mitch bought the building mm-hmm. Uh, I knew what I wanted, so I said, I want this, and I drew it all out. And then he's like, okay, well, I want this. How do we make this all work? And then we just back and forth, him and I, we, we literally emailed each other back and forth little drawings on graph paper until we got uh, an idea, okay, here's what we want. We know we can only build this, mm-hmm. this big or this small. And uh, then we sent that to an architect, and he drew it up. And then they came to build it and um, built it, and then we've, you know, tweaked it. But, but each, you know, Mitch has a completely different feng shui than I do. Mitch is much more organic. He's much more like, you know, like, um, he's much more Americana than I yeah. am, actually. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of want to feel like we're walking into like a 20s bordello or something. Mm-hmm. I, I want it to feel like, um, you know.
0: The low lights. The low lights, the
1: Christmas lights. the Yeah. I want it to feel sort of dark and you know, I don't know. Cool, mm-hmm. relax. Know, like not a mm. not a cool, you know, man bun sort of way. Uh, but cool. I want it to feel like, oh, it's cool to be here and to hang out. I mean, look, look, mm-hmm. look at him. Hangin'. You know,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Hanging. Yeah, I mean, he's
1: hanging. you got people hanging in here? It's it's, it's, it's a good it's vibe for feel a record. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: The records that have been made just here, not only the records that you've worked on in your lifetime mm-hmm. as a mixer and engineer, but the records that have been made here. Is just, there's a list of not only Americana luminaries, uh, but up-and-coming artists and mm-hmm. artists from across genres. Yeah. Uh, so, how does that work when someone wants to record with you now? Nowadays, is there a, is there a waiting list? Is it you pick <laughs> choose? What's what's the, what's list. the process? That's a great
1: idea. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I first of all, whoever I, I want to listen to what they got. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what they're about. You know, sometimes. Th- You know they're not all home runs Mm -hmm. like in other words like like you know making records are an interesting deal you know sometimes you make a record and you think it's the coolest record ever and nothing happens right and then sometimes like traveler you make a record you know is really good and you know it's good but you know it doesn't fit inside the boundaries didn't fit inside the boundaries or anything and I mean I just recorded that record and mixed it you know so I mean I'm not the producer road and songwriters or anything it's, that's that's Chris and Dave but you you know you never know and something about that record hit home mm-hmm. so you know I'm always looking for something that moves me as much as well, there's a couple songs on there that are just amazing and 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 really moved me. Um, the, the band that played earlier, him for her, they have a song on their new record uh, called "Yard Sale" that is possibly the saddest thing I've ever recorded, and beautiful and amazing. But it's it's like sad, mm-hmm. sad, sad. Um, I produced a record with an artist, and record's not out yet from Norway named Karina Franson. and she has a song on her record. That's it again. It's not out yet, but. It's probably the hardest thing I've ever recorded because I know her and I knew what was going on. And the, the lyrical content about what was happening in the song is so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And we recorded it on a Sunday, which I tried to never work on Sundays. We came and worked on a Sunday. And, and I got to tell you, I, I got home uh, 6 or 7 o'clock that night and I just had to go to bed. I just I was just wiped. I was just wiped, emotionally wiped from doing mm-hmm. this song. And... Um, you know and, and so sometimes that happens yeah. um you know um, you can capture that
0: yeah uh, if you get it if you get it and it hits sometimes. home then mm-hmm. i'm i'm
1: happy you know so so is there a waiting list no there's not people send me things all the time mm-hmm. I, I i try to reply to most everything uh, that people email me sometimes it's just like uh, you know like i don't even know how i could fit this in my calendar i don't i don't know how i can mm-hmm. fit it in and i don't you know but um but things things have been really good. It's really busy and you know, I'm I kind of do things all over the place. I mean, there's not many there's not many people who live in Nashville that have I don't want to hold it. I don't want to say that because that sounds like I'm bragging and I'm bragging. But you know, I've been lucky. Let me rephrase. I've been lucky enough to work from every, with everybody from Tom Jones mm-hmm. to Wanda Jackson, yes, to Jack White, to Chris Stapleton. To Merle Haggard, to um, to Narwhal, We were incredible. That's yeah.
0: that's a stretch. It's an incredible
1: group. You know, that's a pretty stretch. I'm I'm currently working on a record uh, with Trey Anastasio, from Fish. I see the Lord tip. Yep, and it's amazing. It's a it's a solo. It's a one-off project. It's amazing. It has nothing to do with Fish or any of these other bands. It's just this totally separate project, and you know. I, I, I didn't know what it I didn't know what it was what it was going into it and now I'm 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 all in. I'm sold. It's amazing. Nice. And I got some other cool stuff coming up. Uh you know, it's probably another Stapleton record on the in the future here coming up somewhere. I Maybe. can see that
0: happening. Uh,
1: <laughs> constantly working. Yeah, it seems like he yeah. you know keeps He's selling creating. records, so let's do it. So
0: let me ask you, artists these days, uh um, there's sort of this. Internal quarrel between you know digital analog people want to are starting to want to record as an analog as possible uh, you know
1: one take in the room you know. But well, I you know it's micro- funny like, I, don't how think, is that I don't think it falls into a digital analog thing. But what it what it falls into is it falls into new school old school. Mm-hmm. In the old school, people put a band in a room, they put microphones up a few, mm-hmm. and they turn the knobs up till it sounded good, and then you recorded the and band. Recorded. In other words, the band had to be good. Yes. The new school is, I've got all this junk and I'm going to run stuff through all this junk and we're going to put it on each individual track and then we're going to edit it th- to death mm-hmm. and make everything perfect and make this perfect picture mm-hmm. of what the track was. Mm-hmm, locked onto the grid. And yeah, put on the grid, lined up, whatever, tuned, everything, everything perfect. Um, you know, sometimes that's good. Mm-hmm. There are certain acts that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're talking about Americana and there's a lot of Americana that it just shouldn't be that way. Right. It shouldn't have anything to do with that. Like that shouldn't be the thing. Strangely this this transit record, we recorded the whole record in three days, no headphones, no click track, no nothing. It's just three guys in a room playing. Yeah. And it's they they could all hear each other and it was like wow, it was like we're playing music and recording it. You know, and, and a lot of people just, they can't even get their head around that, mm-hmm. and so you know we're in Nashville. We do do that. Yeah, a lot of people on the row, which I don't even know there is really a music row anymore. But a lot of people that are would align, we would align themselves with music row, um, mainstream country, bro country, radio country, all that stuff. They're not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so the reality is that you know Americana is really sort of like thing that I, it's really the real country to me. Right. Of sorts.
0: It's our, it's the roots. where It's thinking. the root side of it. Yeah. yeah. It's the root side. I, uh,
1: I was stuck. Uh, let me think where I was the other day. We went somewhere and they had like country radio on, it was a restaurant or something. An
0: elevator or a restaurant. It was a, it was yeah. a restaurant and mm-hmm.
1: they, they had, they had it on and I was just like what is this this is like bad pop rock something
0: there's a there's a sound to the to the mainstream of i think each genre that's very cookie cutter nowadays and so that Mm -hmm. you know that sort of leads back to that question do you ever uh suggest how far do you push an artist to go for a, a more organic sound or to do say like let's try this all in one take and well
1: okay so 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 here's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did the new Clutch record. Okay. Now, Clutch wouldn't fall into Americana, but Clutch is as American a band as you can get, mm-hmm. and their fans are rabid yeah. fans. They're they're amazing. They're an amazing band. Great lyrics. The, the uh, Neil Fallon, the lyricist for the, the lyric singer of the band, is he's amazing. Some of the best lyrics I've ever read in front of me, ever. And um, but. You know they had made records before in the in the past, very on the grid, very, and there's a there's a style to this that I completely appreciate. Um, it's kind of like metal production, yeah. And that's you know let's cut everything into pieces put a little pieces and then let's loop those pieces and then let's play the guitar so it's a da 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 so it's exactly on the beat everything is exactly on the beat and everything is exactly on the beat and everybody we da Dragon- da everything's all done we double it and then we do it again and it's and it's a sound. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it at all. I just wasn't interested in doing that. I went out on the road with them, I spent three days on the road. I saw them live. They're like they're like, Oh, you guys are like a, Funky blues band mm-hmm. doing your own tunes. It's kind of sound like a cross between AC/DC and ZZ hard, Top. Yeah, and it's like, okay, let's make that record. So I put them out here in the room all together. Everybody see each other, and we cut the songs live. Yeah, you know, I put amps and booths or whatever, but we cut the songs. And even Neil out there singing live to get the feel. So we could get the feel right. We could get the tempos right. So, you know, he's out there with the drums and the bass player and the guitar player and everybody can see each other. And he's just out there with a the handheld like they're on stage till he got the vibe right. OK, cool. That's the that's the vibe. Mm-hmm. Now let's get the take. And the drummer for, for Clutch, you know, he was like, let let me send the Clutch just to me and I'll reference it. So the, he was just sort of the, the reference mm-hmm. of the tempo so that it didn't push too far ahead or push, pull too far back. And the great thing was, is it pushed and pulled all over the place, which was perfect, perfect because that's what it needed to do. But he had that in his ear, just beeping away so that he would know kind of where, you know, where he was at. Make sure that, you know, if you need to lay back on the beat here, it's going to lay back in the beat, you know. If he needs a push in the chorus, we'll push a little bit. But, you know, he's such a good drummer. And so we made a record that's totally different sounding from their last record is it is it you know is it a Nashville record? Yeah, we made it in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Is it a country record? No, definitely not. By any means. Yeah. But it, does it fall into that sort of realm? Absolutely. Mhm. So, yeah, it's great.
0: So for all intents and purposes, you and Sputnik, I like You said that correctly. You're really <laughs> You're really customizing the sound to each band. My my thing is,
1: I don't have a a cookie cutter. I don't have any idea about anything. Nobody ever... I've never said to anybody, man, I really love the sound of Led Zeppelin 4. I really want you... I really want our band to sound just like Led Zeppelin 4. It's okay. I I, I never would say that because because there can't be a band like that. I remember mixing a record one time and the artist, he wrote me this email and he's like, I really want you to listen to John Mayer, Continuum, because I really, I want my record to sound like that. And I said, I just wrote back and I said, "Uh, hey, here's the link to Continuum. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just (laughs) go and play that? Because I can't. Yeah. I'm not, you can't, you're not, I can't. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work like, oh, man, I really want my record to sound like John Mayer, not like anybody. You know, whatever, I don't mm-hmm. care about that. Just but, you know, like, but just, like, artist I don't acts, want yeah. it to sound like, you know, like, oh, man, I really want my record to sound like something. Okay, well, cool, that's great, but it's not.
0: So there's a teaching process, too, well, for, a teaching for that process. artist I mean, to learn. I mean, I
1: think I think you get a lot of From young you. bands, and they think they're, you know, I remember, uh, now I have a friend, I'm not going to say his name, but but we did a record very, very early on in his career, and I remember one time he was just like, I just want this to sound like Pet Sounds. And I was like, yeah, it's not going to. You're not the Beach Boys. So that gives
0: them a chance to create their own sound and yeah, find the, what the, their own the thing
1: sound is. The thing is to me is I want every record to sound different. I want every record to, I want. Here's the thing. Here's what ends up happening for me. Every record sounds different. Every band sounds different. But, like, if a baker... Here's an interesting analogy. If a baker cooks four cakes, one's a chocolate cake, one's a uh, white cake, one's a carrot cake, and one's a red velvet cake and you put icing on all of them right each one of those are bands that i'm recording all of them i stick my thumb in the icing mm-hmm. somewhere so even though they're different they're all cakes mm-hmm. and they all have my thumb in it a little makes bit a little sense. bit of you yeah
0: you it's know what i mean like part. i just
1: stick a little bit of me in there and then i sell it <laughs> no <I> go, oh, <laughs> don't mind that that's just no there's no big deal it's supposed to be there no but you know what i mean like yeah. it's just i just want to stick my thumb in it so that people go oh oh yeah
0: well, that and I, sounds like you. And I think the accolades and awards, you know, as nice as they are to sort of look at, but they really do reflect it's, the, it's, that thumbprint. It's, it's, nice, it's nice. to
1: be. Yeah. It's nice to be honored by your peers, and it's nice to that. It's, it's yeah. nice to be acknowledged. It's great. Uh, you know, uh, winning Grammys. Uh, I can't say it changed my life. You know, the di- You know, you know what I was doing the the day. So, the moment I won my first Grammy, like, you know, like, okay, I'm a Grammy award-winning recording engineer. Uh, this, this is everything you need to know. You know what I was doing? I was spraying dog shit off my porch. Yep. I was standing Real on life. my porch. Real life. It was cold. We let the dogs out. They don't want to go out in the snow. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't want to poop out there either. So, all right, cool. So, I'll, I'm just going to spray it off. It's warmed up. I get a call. You just won. I'm like, awesome! <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. that's the reality. Life, life. Y- I mean, you know. Yeah, I think we forget
0: sometimes, I, you know, fans certainly, we forget that there is a person with a family and a life behind the magic, yep. behind the music.
1: Yeah, In long hours and, mm-hmm. and weekends and you know, and all that stuff. And mm, yeah, the longer, the younger you are, the more you do all that stuff and the older you get, the harder it gets, but you have to keep doing it. I finally got to the point now where I just, you know, I just don't work weekends, you know, that being said, I'm working this weekend Saturday, <laughs> just on Saturday, <laughs> just on Saturday because I'm taking basically the whole day off to do this. I, I have to catch up a little time. So, yeah. but, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, it's one of those things.
0: Tell me about the name, Sputnik Sound. Where, do you, where is it? Okay, you? well, from Sputnik, Sound, and,
1: uh, Sputnik Sound came from the original studio. The original Sputnik Sound was in the basement of Steve Mason, who's a guitar player mm-hmm. for the band Jars of Clay. It was in his basement. And he, at the moment, at that moment in time in 99, 98, 99, had a fascination with old sci-fi movies and everything from the 50s. And so mm-hmm. he thought Sputnik Sound would be a really cool uh, name. Uh, so that's where it came from. And then uh, Mitch and, and Steven had that studio together. And then Mitch moved, in which move, Mitch moved out. Steve moved the studio out. Uh, uh, basically, Mitch asked him if he could keep the name. And so it's been here ever since. Ever since. Awesome.
0: Vance, thank you so much for, uh, for some time. And everybody, it. Vance Pal.